0: Welcome to Jesus in Therapy. We're your hosts, Kev and Jess. This is a space where we infuse the word of God with mental health matters. So sit back, enjoy the conversations, and feel free to follow us in our Facebook group, Jesus in Therapy. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated as new episodes are released. Enjoy.
1: This episode is brought to you by Red Naval Apparel, a clothing brand that was created for his glory. Visit their website at www.rednavalapparel.com. Jalen Jett, 26, born in Camden, New Jersey, is the author of the book, God, Why Me? How to Find God in the Dark Moments You Question. Jalen is a preacher, author, and visionary. Through his new book, God Why Me, he shares his life's darkest moments and secrets in a practical way to help those navigate their dark seasons in life. Not only through his video blog, Thoughtful Thursdays, but also through his life endeavors. His work crosses a multitude of disciplines, including entrepreneurship, writing, and leadership to millennials. Jalen openly addresses narratives of the human experience at such a young age and hopes to give those in need faith. And since 2017, his ministry as a leader and preacher has centrally emphasized the importance of God wanting Christians to thrive in life, not just survive in life. Without further ado, help us welcome Minister Jalen Jett.
0: Hey, so we're going to get started and we have uh, Minister Jalen Jett on with us today. Super excited to be speaking with you today. How are you?
2: I'm good, man. How, How are you guys?
0: Doing good, man. Doing good. Listen, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the work that you do as a minister.
2: Okay, um, well, my name is Jalen Jett. I am 26 years old. Uh, right now, I am a youth minister at uh, my local church. Um, just focusing on making impact um, on millennials' lives, um, just making sure I'm, you know, uh in the right space to minister Um, and just, you know, being transparent, um, like Michael Todd says, being, keeping it hot, um, honest, open and transparent. So i kind of glean from that. I'm just making sure that my life uh, lines up in the best possible way to make an impact um, in millennials lives.
1: One of the things that really had Kevin and I intrigued is that you had brought us on to a panel at your church to speak about mental health. And it's almost like out of the blue, you became this mental health advocate. You know, we yeah. kind of followed the journey from like ministerial school and just was rooting for you all along. And then boom, you were like, we're doing a mental health summit right <laughs> in the church. Yeah. So I said, gotta have Jalen on, and we have to figure out what was it that pushed you at this time in your life to be such an advocate for mental health?
2: I think one of the things that really um, pushed me to advocate for mental health was really my own mental health. Um, I think that just because we're like in leadership in church, I think there's this narrative, especially um, in, in the Black church, so to speak, that um, kind of shies away from people um, taking care of themselves, not only physically, but mentally. Um, now everybody knows back in 2018, um, if they didn't know, it, I lost my mother and um, it was kind of a, a tough time for not only me, but my family. And um, I went through like a roller coaster of emotions, um, not knowing how to process you know, the feelings, the anger, uh, the depression, the anxiety. Um, so that was the event that kind of pushed me um, to be more aware of my mental health. But then also understanding that in order for me to operate um, at the highest level in, literally in leadership and in ministry my mental health had to be in a place to where it was it was good so um, I wouldn't be leading people down the wrong way so um, I'm honest with myself um, so it really took you know me soul searching and just really being honest with myself like hey I need to address these things in my life before um, I, I can tell somebody or cope somebody else on how to deal with it so
0: that's 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 uh really interesting that you say that how how easy is it or was it uh to be honest with yourself right I, I I'm that's a hard thing for us to do yeah right? but it's something that we have to do especially uh, when you endure something like that so how how easy or hard was that for you to to take some time to reflect and be honest with yourself
2: it was one of the hardest things i have ever done. I mean, when, when I first started in ministry, I thought everything was going to be like a piece of cake. Like, <laughs> like God, yes, I accepted my calling, like, let's go. But we know that's not biblical, right? Um, and really, just going through different experiences, I really had to like, sit down and was like, okay, look, I'm not the same person anymore. Like, you know, I'm starting to change um, from me I started like isolating myself, like from my family. So my family was like, why are you always in your room? Why are you always, you know, you know, away from us? Why do you eat dinner separate from us? So my family played a, a huge part of helping me realize that, hey look, this, this trauma that I was going through really shifted me in a direction that was unhealthy for me. Um, so I really had to not only listen to people who was around me that cared about me, but also, you know, take advice from experts like you guys, right? (laughs) And it's like, hey, look, you know, mental health is important. You know, we're a family. We care about you. We want to make sure that you succeed. And honestly, that was the hardest thing, you know, like I said, I I ever had to do because I never dealt with it before. So it was like, how, how do you have a Answer for something that you've never, you know, been through. So just being in tune with, you know, people who were close to me, they kind of picked up different habits, different things that I was kind of, you know, exemplifying and um in a nutshell, it was it was pretty tough, but I'm glad I, you know, I went through
0: it. Awesome. So I can imagine that would be hard for anybody uh to, to have to go through that step. But, but then you being uh, also a licensed leader and minister in your church, having to deal with that on your own and then go and lead other people. What would you propose or or um, what do you think a leader should do when they're feeling overwhelmed uh, and, and and under immense pressure in these type of situations? What would your advice be for a leader in that situation?
2: The first thing that I really had to understand was that regardless of what God was doing in my life, regardless of, of the call, that I had to understand that, hey, look, I'm human. Leaders are human, hmm. right? We cry, we get frustrated, right? And we, we go through these things, but we also got to understand that um, sometimes being like a leader, being the God, being the glue, sometimes we put our uh, mental health to, to the back burner, uh, for the sake of the call or uh, for the sake of the community of the church. And I really had to understand like, Hey, like I, I was human. Like, like, I'm human. Like I got issues. Right. Right. I need to, to, you know, work through them. But not only that, like, I think leaders also got to understand that there should be a training aspect in this too. And and I'm so grateful that you guys having me on um, to really, Um, have conversations like this, and you guys are in tune with training, because um, how can I go through these things as a leader, right, and tell you how to navigate through them, and I don't know what what I'm supposed to do, but on the flip side of that, like, when, when, when leaders go through these things, they should be in a space where they can, like, reflect as well, and yeah. take take a step away um let those who are under them um kind of you know be trained so when when this ministry cycle comes through again the whole church can have a way to you know really deal deal with these kind of things so that was the first thing i had to really understand was you know i'm a i'm a leader and i have <laughs> i'm human too right
1: yeah i'm so, like wow so are you saying that leaders are humans <laughs> <laughs> but you know and sometimes it's crazy because we think of them like oh they can't have that problem oh yeah. they're with that but you're right you know leaders are humans and that statement in itself just speaks volumes uh so you know as i'm hearing you discuss you know how you pulled back a little bit and just reflected on your own it really pointed to you almost forcing yourself to increase your tolerance for the distress you were in by serving I know a lot of times people might say what what is that what does that mean but Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we contribute to other people and we increase our 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 contribution to others we actually heal in a process of in serving uh but i think it's important that if you are going through as a leader that you do pull back and reflect so that you are still able to serve because there are unfortunately some leaders who don't have the 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 you know i guess the liberty to just leave and just say, exactly. hey, listen, I'm out for six months. Y'all take over, <laughs> you know? So it's going to be important to have the, the assistance and the help and the undergirding to be able to make it through so that they know to reflect. And mm-hmm. like you said, like trainings and just being available uh, to the thought of maybe a therapist or, because there are Christian therapists who talk to leaders and understand the sensitivity of their cases as well. Yeah. Uh, so so you, are, you have a book that yeah. is coming out you're gonna be a brand new author uh the title finding god in the dark moments you question god why me mm-hmm. i want you to tell us a little bit about this project but before we do we we had the liberty of reading some of it and let me tell you something <laughs> we we <laughs> it, yeah. it's going to touch so many lives and you're so transparent I believe that. and this book you're so transparent yeah. and open can you, can you tell us a little bit about this project and when it's coming out and everything?
2: So um, talking about, you know, that, that whole transition with you know my mother passing or whatever, um a lot of people, you know, grieve in different ways. And one of the things that I found um that worked for me was was writing. And mm. literally, um <laughs> I have all of these different uh notes and, and feelings. Um, you know, how I, you know, how I felt during, you know, these certain times, and um, just different messages, different um, things that I've kind of gleaned from um, those in my circle, and I just kind of formulated that, um, you know, into a book, and, you know, of course, there was kind of like some fillers that I had to kind of, you know, put in there, but really that, that whole experience kind of like birthed this book, so to speak, Um, so the book, will be out on July 27th, July 27th of this year. And um, I'm just excited for just the impact that it'll have. And, and uh, really, uh, one thing that I really wanted to make sure that um, I stressed throughout this whole process um, when referring to mental health, mental health, is that I encourage everybody to go seek counsel. I think everybody, um, if you're struggling with that, go seek counsel. Um, I've kind of explored that option, and to kind of go uh, to not really get over, but to process that that pain. I didn't really sit down with somebody one on one, but I spoke to you know therapists, um, you know, um, and those you know around me to kind of give me some tools. Uh, but long story short, um, I really think this book. Um, can really help a lot of lives. I think everybody has gone through dark times, whether it be um, losing your job, losing a losing a loved one, losing a close friend, um, you know, dealing with you know infidelity, you know, marriage issues, um, you know, insecurities, fears, you know, depression, anything, anything dark. Um, I think uh, can really, really, really speak to your personal situation. Um so i'm I'm excited about the project. I'm excited um, about what God is doing. I'm excited about those who are supporting me um, through it. and um, I really think this book is 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 the one so was there
1: any was there any um, reason why is there any significance for july twenty seventh or that's just the the best date for you to release that book?
2: Yeah, so at first, I put a, a, a I guess a goal of releasing it in in August. And just God has kind of really accelerated the process. Um, I've gotten a lot of things accomplished that I really thought were going to take time. Um, and I just decided to push the book up a couple of weeks um just to say, hey, Jalen, you worked hard for this. Um Mm -hmm. give the people what you worked on. (laughs) Right. right." Give
1: Um, the people what they want. Yeah.
2: So Um, that, that was my whole mindset behind um, pushing the data up a little bit. Um, but then not only that, um, releasing it in a time to where people need hope. And this book speaks about, um, you know, the, the human experience of needing hope. And not to, you know, play on this pandemic, but um, we're in a place where we need, we need to find hope and all this. We need to find um, some solitude, need to find um, the the light and, and the darkness that we're in right now. So, mm. a, the perfect the perfect book for you know, unfortunately this time.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Listen, I I thought about that uh while I was uh so privileged to to be able to read uh the copy before it's released to the masses, of and I was thinking, wow, what a perfect time for this content to be released um Mm. you know you unfortunately had to endure what you went through not knowing that you were going to be blessing people that is going through the same thing in different situations right now and you hit on almost every one of those you have loss of life you have loss of jobs you know uh this this time is unprecedented uh what we're going through and so i really do believe that this book is going to bless many people especially uh during this season so um I, I just wanted to know what do you have any scriptures that that kind of help to carry you along like would there be any scriptures that you could uh provide us with that kind of help fuel you and, and keep you going during this time?
2: Um I really, really really depended on um Psalms 23. Right, mm-hmm. yea, ye, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, like I, I will fear no evil, you know, for for you are with me. Right, and a lot of people that that is such a common scripture, but I pointed out in in the book, right, how how David really said, yea, though I walk through it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not not yea, though I stay in it.
0: All right.
2: Right. So that that right, and I kind of learned this, you know, um, in in seminary, right. That these, you know, these words, right, um, can really speak and bring out, bring out scripture. So that's one of the things that I learned, like, hey, look, I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in a valley right now. and Yes, everything is going, you know, haywire around me. But to literally to make it through means to to really walk through to make it to the other side and i'm so grateful to god that he's allowed me to make it to the other side of what i thought i was going to be in forever yeah. right yeah. that 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 pain but not 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 only that scripture um jeremiah 29 and 11 right um i think that's one of the scriptures that everybody you know really knows um but kind of bringing out the context of it like um jeremiah um in in that text really, really, really was the, the catalyst to bring hope to, to Israel in that time. And I think God used Jeremiah to really position Israel to, to uh, be welcome to hope again. Right. So Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have towards you. You know, God is saying, hey, look, Jeremiah, this is the message you know, uh to to prosper you, right? I I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Right. And I think that it is so important to know what God thinks about us. And the only way to know what God thinks about us is to be connected to God. Whether that's in your prayer time or his word. So that's something that really stuck out to me. And the last one, um, in the book of Second Corinthians, uh Paul is is is, it has this thorn in his flesh right Right. and he's he's pleading to god and he's like hey look god take this away from me i'm kind of paraphrasing take this away from me actually three times to take this pain away now we don't know what it is so i put myself in there god I'm, i'm asking you take this pain away that i'm dealing with with losing my mom i'm angry i'm frustrated take it away and god tells paul like no is when you're weak I'm strong,
1: yes.
2: And and if Paul would have never went through that, the denial from God, like, no, I'm not taking this away, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> like that, that's so profound, right? So God saying is like, hey, look, I'm going to use what you've been through, and I'm going to use that pain to make you write this book, oh. Corinthians. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I hear you, God, like you're using me this pain to help me write something.
1: Yes,
0: that is, that is so awesome. So awesome. So inspiring. And and it, it lets us know those scriptures, I believe, lets us know that no matter what you're going through, right. God is always there. Exactly. And And when you know, he's there, you can, you can kind of, you know, fight your way through it. And mm-hmm. I was, I was always thinking, you know, I remember when uh, when I would go somewhere, if I knew I had one of my brothers with me, I felt a little got bit a, more confident. It's a whole different swag exactly. when you know your brothers are with you. Exactly. Um, and uh, and I, especially in, in reference to that first script you talked about, Psalms 23, because it says, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. So death is obviously there, mm. but you can't have a shadow without light. Yes, sir. Woo-hoo! Right. That's it. So, if light is there, then that means God is there. Jesus is yes, there sir. with you. So that that is awesome. That yes. is awesome. Listen,
1: I'm about to give both of y'all an offering. <laughs> 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 I love it, uh, well, Jalen. Listen, you have um, so you have the project coming up, and I know that you speak various places. Um, wh- how can people connect with you?
2: I'm on Facebook, Jalen Jet. I'm on Instagram at Jalen the Real. All one word.
1: Well, thank you so much. We uh, appreciate you and your story. And thank you for being just, again, I I know I use this word often today, but um, transparent because transparency, I believe, brings healing. And when someone can see another person that has gone through that dark season, those dark times and and has come through it, it's encouraging, it's inspiring, and it allows you to believe that, you can come through it too and that there is purpose in the pain there's purpose in the pain and like kevin said you know you know although the shadow of death whatever death may resemble in your life at this time but there's always a light needed for a shadow to be present and so we know that god is exactly. with us every single way. so i appreciate you Jalen. i appreciate you coming on and yeah. I, I appreciate
2: can't... you guys having me
1: yeah yeah thank you for so, thinking of me no, of, of course. course of course Thank you for listening to another episode of Jesus in Therapy. Listen, healing is always available with Jesus Christ, and therapy can yield amazing results. Please share with a friend and subscribe, and be well.